Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy Show, the show where we talk about how you can live your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. Today we're here to talk about passive income, namely the cold hard truth about passive income and what you should be doing and not doing um, in terms of passive income. I've created an episode about this before with my brother Matthew, that's episode 18, definitely go and check that out later. Uh, But first I want to walk through uh, today like what is it, should you be focusing on it and what should you focus on when you are doing it, so that's what we're going to be going through today. Um, And so first we'll start with what is it? Passive income, if you research it online, you'll find a bunch of definitions that basically come down to income that requires almost no effort to earn. Mm. Sounds really good. You also see it says income that requires little to no effort to earn or maintain. Mm. Okay, so that means we want to um, look at passive income as something that we earn consistently without having to do a lot about it. Examples of this could be rental income um, or passive sales of digital products or any other earnings where you are not actively participating. And there's the problem, actually, and that's obviously why I mentioned that this is the gold hard truth about passive income. I think passive income has been hyped up a lot online and it's a little bit of a hoax, uh, deception, if you might, because passive income might be relatively simple to create, Today we're going to be talking about that, but that doesn't mean it's easy or quick to set up or to generate. For example, I have funnels that generate anywhere between a thousand to five thousand euros a day fully passively, but that doesn't mean that there is no active effort. It might not be my active effort, might be my team's, but still there's a lot that goes into it and we've been working on it for a really long time. So... Is it passive? Is it active? I know there's a ton of gurus, online gurus out there who've already said like passive income isn't passive. And I guess I have to agree because it does require you a lot of uh, time, effort, strategy to set up. Uh, But yeah, once it runs and it can keep running, it can be great. And some things might be more passive than others. I just wanted to kind of um, mention that the definition is a little bit blurry and what you might consider to be passive income might not be what I consider to be passive income. So, for example, I consider uh, passive income the sales that come through the downloads from my episodes and my email list. That's passive income for me. But rental income for me would not really be passive. And also, I don't have that right now because I'm like, well, rental properties would like bring up a lot of issues. And then we need to sell those and it's like um, work on those. And that will be a lot of headaches and stuff like that. But I don't know. I have friends of mine who have invested in real estate and who are like, yeah, that's great passive income. And I remember being like, what do you consider that to be passive income? So I guess we all have different definitions. And I think that the gist of it um, is probably uh, about where you are not actively participating in it. If I would be having someone else maintain the property, it could be considered as passive, but there is still like... Uh, possession is worry is something we say in Dutch. Besit is zorg is how we say it. And for me, that would come with that, actually. So I don't really know. We can't always uh, look at it as a black and white way. But I want you to know that upfront that what is being called passive income actually requires often a lot of time to set up. Now, if you're like, I want to get started with passive income, 
I would not be me <laughs> if I didn't create a guide for you on that. So before we move on to the next topic of should you be focusing on passive income, now that we know that it's not entirely passive, um, I want to tell you that I created a start your passive income guide and you can go and grab it through uh, the link in the description or just go to fastforwardsamy.com forward slash start your passive income. I've created a few of these start your guides. I really like um, that way so I can help you get set up. And as always, this is uh, episode 65. And that means that there is a blog post outlining these three different steps. What is it? Should you be focusing on it? And what should you focus on? Uh, so if you go to fastforwardsamy.com forward slash 65, or just click the link in the description of this episode, you can read all about what I am saying out loud now. Um, we do that because you can then actually, you don't have to write while you're maybe walking. I don't know what you're doing, by the way. I like seeing tags where you... Uh, show us what you're doing while you're listening. So definitely tag me what you're doing right now. Seriously, press pause and tag me <laughs> on Instagram as at Amy. I love seeing that. And then the word gets spread. So we create the blog post so that you don't have to write while you are working or cooking or walking. Um, and also because it's great SEO, you know, this is content that is made in video. From that video, we can create a blog post. From that blog post, we create an email. From that email, we create a post. And that's great repurposing of our content. Um, that's something I teach my Business Freedom Elevator students more in detail, but quick side note. Okay, next question. Should you be focusing on passive income? Really broad question. The answer is yes, but also no. It really depends. The answer is yes, as in it's a great extra. Uh, for example, for me, purely from affiliate fees, so that doesn't mean uh, sales that I get from digital products or what I was just talking about, like those passive evergreen funnels. Um, it's a great extra. I generate anywhere between a few hundred to a few thousand euros a month in um, passive revenue from affiliate fees. But it's because I focused on recurring fees. And for example, my brother, Matthew, who was on earlier in episode 18 about passive income, he has a lot of gear and he sells a lot of, or he has a lot of affiliate links on his gear, which makes him a beautiful income. He also sometimes is an affiliate for someone else's program or like a bundle that he's selling. So he focuses on different things than I do. And what I mainly focus on is recurring fees. So for me, that works kind of like income stacking. So for example, when I recommend you use ConvertKit through my affiliate link, which is always like forward slash the name of the system. So forward slash ConvertKit, fastforwardsamy.com, forward slash ConvertKit. Uh, that gets you like an extra long trial of that account. But if you buy anything afterwards, I make money from it, not just once, but forever and ever and ever, as long as you use it, I get a 30% fee on what you pay them. So that means that when someone signs up for ConvertKit, uh, I think it's like 80, uh, $30 and I get $8.70 a month. But on a yearly basis, that means that that one person I got to sign up, if they stay on, that is like uh, over $100 a year, I think. Around $100 a year. And if they increase their plan, I make more. So that's really interesting. I uh, mostly promote recurring uh, fees and sometimes I will get approached by someone asking me if I want to do an affiliate for them, uh, for example, of their course sale. And then I'll probably say no because there's too big of an opportunity cost for me um, because when I'm promoting their thing, I can't be promoting my thing. So yes, it's a great extra if you can build it up over time, but no, it takes a while. 
So I set it up along the way over the past years. And it really wasn't worth it in the beginning. And when I set it up, I probably should have spent that time first on other stuff. And on top of that, remember that you always have an opportunity cost. So I think that's the really big one. For example, you can't always be pitching in your Instagram stories or you can't always be pitching to your email list. So look at, is it really worth promoting someone else's stuff? Or is it really worth spending time on setting all of this up if I should be focusing on something else? Which brings me to my next question. So should you be focusing on it? Yes, it's a great little extra. And for example, if you are running a, um, if you're not running your business, but you're working somewhere full time, you finish up early every day, you have tons of time left over. Could be great to start looking at how to earn passive income and like not pay too many taxes on it or something. On the other side, no, it takes a while and there's a really big opportunity cost. And for you, that is probably all about the setup, the time it would take to set up is time you can't spend on your own products. And the time you would be spending on promoting someone else's products or services is taking away from the launch time or like the pitch time you have to promote your own stuff. So what I would say is in most cases, 80% of the people right now, I don't even recommend you start with passive income. It's really bad for me, but I recommend you start with your core offer. If you have your own business that you're running right now and you are running low on time and low on money, I would recommend you look at your core offer first. Are you making enough money with what you are doing? Do you have a core package set up? Do you know what you are offering? Do you have good prices? Focus on the core of your business first because that will make you 80% of your revenue and the passive income will be an extra, but it won't be your core thing unless that is your core thing, but it's probably going to be too slow unless you have a really genius plan. So should you be focusing on it? Yes and no. Most of the time, I would say, please first look at your core offer before you start diving into passive income and set up passive income along the way as an extra. But don't start there unless you are a very big influencer or a very big blogger with like heaps of um, traffic and people looking at you. Because then obviously, for example, that $8.70, if you have a thousand people signing up for that. Yeah, that already is a lot. But before you get a thousand people to sign up for that, you probably need to reach like a million people because that's your conversion rate there. And that means you're a really big influencer or a blogger or whatever. By the way, if all of that sounds complicated, go and listen to last week's episodes all about sales funnels and conversion rates because that will help you out there. These two episodes go together really well. Okay, we looked at what it is. If you should be focusing on it, we know it's a little bit blurry, both of those things, but you still want to focus on it. What should you be focusing on? Um, I'll tell you what I focus on. I focus on affiliate fees that are recurring. So like what I just said about ConvertKit with lead pages, I do the same. Lead pages is what I use for all of my um, landing pages, sales pages. I love working with them at the moment. Um, If you want to give it a try, by the way, it's a great place to create sales pages and all of that. Fastforwardamy.com forward slash lead pages gets you a free trial. And if you end up buying, what happens then is if you end up buying, I receive a commission. The commission is recurring. So I get anywhere between like 10 to 30% like recurring. And honestly, when I see those little deposits in my bank account, it makes me really happy because it feels like free money. Yeah. But I couldn't be saying that all the time in my podcast episodes or anywhere else because people would get 
super annoyed. Imagine on my Instagram, I would just be pushing you to new systems every day and there would not be any valuable content. You would stop listening or watching. So that's why we need to be aware of the opportunity cost of doing something like that and knowing that it's not entirely passive. Um, so I look at affiliate fees that are recurring because then I can actually start stacking it and every time new people come in, it becomes more and every month it's more. It's kind of like running a membership only. You're not running a membership and people are buying the software anyways. You're just getting a cut from it. Nice, right? Because you deliver the leads to that platform. Or you could be focusing on really big commissions. So for example, that could be, um, I was thinking I bought a new iMac and I can definitely, if I have a link for that, for example, through some websites where I have like fairly low percentages, but on a an amount of 3000 euros, the commission will be worth it. The same with gear. Photographers, videographers, they can earn commissions easily because the gear is so expensive and there's a lot of websites that run affiliate programs on them. So make sure that if it's one-time things, at least make sure that the commission is big enough. When someone tells me, hey, Amy, you can sell my 500 euro course and you'll get 100 euros, I probably won't do it because I know that it will take me a lot of effort to sell something of 500 euros to only get 100 for it. And I already have my own stuff that I'm selling, so I'm not going to be spending time on that. But I would take a really big commission on an iMac, for example, if I bought it anyways, and people are going to ask me for the link anyways right? Um, and referrals. It could also be that you work with an agency, for example, let's say an ads agency, and they tell you, if you're happy and you want to refer some clients to us, you get a referral fee. If you would be doing it anyways, might as well benefit from it. And that's maybe kind of what I'm saying here. I would be recommending these systems to you anyways, and might as well benefit from it, right? Um, so, I wouldn't be selling someone else's stuff or programs if the opportunity cost is really high. On the other hand, um, if you don't have a lot of your own programs, for example, Jenna Kutcher, she um, actually runs a lot of affiliate launches for other people's programs. And that's kind of her style because her programs right now, for as far as I know, her programs are cheaper and her affiliate programs where she's an affiliate for those programs, more expensive programs. And she probably makes more money as an affiliate on those programs than she makes on her own programs. So that's really interesting. Just make sure that you know the numbers, that you thought it through. And um, yeah, what I also do and what I consider to be passive income are my mini courses. So I have some courses in, on my site, in my shops um, that are like about sales, about time management. They're anywhere between like 20 to 80 euros. And I call those my mini courses. And often when you download something from me or something, you'll get a deal from me. Like, hey, if you buy this now, you get a deal, you can get it cheaper. It's passive in the sense that I am actively getting you to download the thing, but the passive sale that results from it happens automatically. I set it up once, I don't have to maintain it, and it runs. So mini courses could be a great thing, or like digital products could be great passive income if it is truly passive. If it's if you're just pushing it to your audience, you're launching a product. It's not per se a passive product. Um, so it's great if you have a strategy for it, or if you're Kylie Jenner. If you're Kylie Jenner with 200 million followers, you can just offer a mini product or like a digital product and so many people will buy. But what I want to help you prevent from making is that you are spending all of your time working on a $19 ebook and you think that is going to make you rich, rich, rich. And it's not going to happen because you don't have enough people buying that product. What I mean here is 
passive income. I said affiliate fees that are recurring, commissions, referrals, maybe selling someone else's stuff. But digital products, remember when I said earlier about first focusing on your core offer? You're often better, way better off creating something of 500, 1,000, 2,000 euros if you're offering digital products or courses or coachings. First, create that first because that's going to get you the revenue you need, 80% of it, focusing on your core offer and selling that. And then that extra $19 ebook isn't going to make you rich. It might be a strategic decision to get people through the door to buy something small to then buy something big though. So if you're selling cheap stuff, just know that there's a strategy behind it and that you know why you're doing it. Or if you have a really large audience, because then obviously it is worth it. Um, either way, whatever you do, make sure that you have the eggs in your own baskets. And what I mean by that is um, you can say, I have control, this is my basket, my eggs. But if you're always putting your eggs in someone else's basket, you have no control over what's happening with them. And a really great example of this is Kylie Jenner, <laughs> again. Um, you don't have to be a fan, you can be a fan, whatever. But she has built her empire by focusing on her own eggs. While her sisters were basically off promoting everyone else's brands, she built her own brand and pulled all of her social media pool towards her own brand. She put all of the eggs in her own basket and kept them there so they could blossom into pretty chickens. <laughs> yeah. Chicken? Chickens? I don't know. <laughs> bok, bok, bok. Um, and Kylie Jenner is also a really great example of someone who teaches us uh, the difference between the conversion and the traffic, which is what I talked about in the last episode about sales funnels. Again, definitely go and check that out after this episode. Um, but you you need to know you convert your audience and then if you have a really high traffic, you can then turn all of that traffic into customers, which is what she did. You know, her brand sells really well and the more followers she gets the more people she will convert. And she, after 200 million followers, I think she's at that right now, around-ish, she still does giveaways. She still works on getting new traffic because she knows it converts. So more people in the funnel, more people at the end of the funnel. So if you want to get started with passive income, I hope I helped you think about this in a new light. Maybe it got less interesting for you. Maybe it got more interesting for you. I'll look at my... Camera friends, are you interested in selling affiliate stuff? Yes, he's interested. Okay. Uh, and if you want to get started the smart way, definitely, definitely download my guide, Start Your Passive Income, because I'm super excited. I want to help you, not give you a ton of options, but just tell you, this is what I think you should do. So grab that guide, go to fastforwardamy.com, start your passive income, or simply click the link in the description. And remember that everything we talked about today can be found on the podcast blog on fastforwardamy.com. Okay, have a happy day. I am back every Tuesday with a new episode of the Fast Forward Amy show and uh, give me a shout out online as Fast Forward Amy if you want. I really appreciate that and uh, talk next week.